Hi, my name is Karen. I'm a mother just like you, and my son rides a motorcycle. So please check twice. Save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. For more information on sharing the road, visit mass.gov RMV. You're the dead MC, flying at my feet. You took a nine millimeter rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, I better split. This is my time, so I make my way up the block. Get the whole base and lock that. Uh. Crack the cavassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Hope the soldiers when he says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. Uh. You girl, I'm in the. These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit and then boom, came a noise from the other room. It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew. They got us locked up for lyrical murder. It's one of them charges that you never heard of. It's the booth, the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, it's the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Huh, don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No. He was American and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. you. Jew. Okay. It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, commit. Yeah, pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. All right, your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. It is May the 4th. Be with you, as you guys can see here on my short. And in the background behind me, it's Star Wars Day. I'm the biggest geek around with my extraordinaire camo hat on. But right now, it's all about the Star Wars. May the 4th be with you. Mandalorian season two will be back in October. I'm just ecstatic and um, I am ready to go and kick this show off. As you see behind me, this background is going to change from time to time to show you how much of a geek I am when it comes to Star Wars. But before we get into our first guest, as you see over to the left side, big thanks to my guest last week, Billy Ray Rock, for coming on the show. Uh, Boom Squad Radio's DJ Radio Boom, DJ Boom in China for coming on. 
Last week was a tough show. Last week was my special dedication show to Van Bates, um, who passed away unexpectedly last weekend. So I dedicated the show to him. So I got to thank uh, recording artist Ty Hunt for coming on, Dave Wedge for coming on, and um, Scott Sando from Sando Films. He was on the show last week to talk about Van Bates and you know, they all had great stories, and I was lucky enough to have all these guys come on and hang out and give stories from different perspectives. Dave Wedge was there in the early days of the Middle East when they were doing shows back in, like, 1998. He was with Van Bates. Ty Hunt was now, and um, Scott had shot his last music video and his last performance up in New Hampshire before he passed away. And if you guys look over to my left, my guest... That's on with me tonight to promote his new album, 11, and the new single, Savage Lands, is my boy J.K., Jay Kinzer from The Expendables. J.K., let him know, man, what's going on? What up, Sinister? Nice to see you, man. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. What This is like, my what, my fifth, sixth show, I think? Man, the years. we go, look, EXP, we go way back. I remember seeing you guys put some music out. And I, I, I remember going on and seeing you guys. I drove all the way up to New Hampshire to see you guys perform. And okay. then I came down to Haverhill. You guys put on like a homecoming show in Haverhill. And if the if you guys go to my pictures and Google or search for Keith Hayes, Sinister One, and EXP, I went out to this show in Haverhill and met all you guys. And we hung out and went back to somebody's apartment and had a good old time. It was a great time. Um, you guys kicked ass yep. that night in Haverhill. You guys had a humongous following that night and it was huge huge yeah it's crazy to think i was just a i was just a kid back then i know you i know? looked at some of the pictures from back then and i'm like yo look at the baby face on jk <laughs> <laughs> yep. and then we what, what was nice was is even though we we connected musically uh me and you we we developed the relationship because me and you were both big fans of mixed martial arts ufc mma and sports all around. Yep. We're, we're both really all around sports guys. So I've had you on t- from time to time. We just talked about sports, not even music. And to be honest, I got to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, we had a couple MMA shows. Yeah, yeah. So I got to talk to you real quick, though. Last week was UFC 261. It was, a, it was a huge card. Big upsets. What were your thoughts on UFC 261? It was a big night. Uh, some nasty KOs that Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman, to see Chris Weidman suffer that same broken leg that he suffered seven years ago when Anderson Silva did the same thing. That was just crazy. Seven years later to the, <laughs> what were your thoughts, man? That Cause was I crazy. wanted to hit you up. That's crazy. Chris Weidman is one of my favorite fighters ever. I predicted the Anderson Silva upset both times. I told everyone that Weidman was a terrible matchup for him. Mm-hmm. So that was heartbreaking to see that, man. That was crazy. I was saying, watch with my buddies and my dad and my uncle. And we were, we were like, Oh my God, the same injury. <laughs> so that was crazy. Prayers to Chris Weidman. Hopefully he he's returning. I'd like to see him fight again. But the main event, my dude Kamaro Usman. Ooh. <laughs> baptized this dude. He put Masvidal out. No one had done that yet. Usman, number one pound for pound guy right now. What's Jones done lately? I don't know. Khabib out. Usman is that dude. I've been trying mm-hmm. to tell people. He had a couple boring fights a little bit here or there, but nah, man, he is the real deal, and he's the best fighter on the planet right now, Usman. 
Well, see, this is why I have JK on the show to talk a little bit of sports. You bring that energy, bro. Yo, not even just, we don't even have to yeah, talk man. about music. We could have sat here and just talked MMA all day with that energy like that. Crazy, crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. So JK's on to promote this new album called Eleven, and the new single is Savage Lands. And look, whew, DJ Deadeye, Heavy, Terminology, yo. The Luke Cage feel is is crazy. We're going to actually be playing this track later on after this interview. But tell us Word. what you've been doing under COVID to just come with this music. I know a lot of people have just been locked up and just steady writing so they can just put something hard out. This is hard. This shit is hard. Yeah, man. So we just dropped the new single, Savage Lands. Jay Kinzer, like you said, featuring Terminology Heavy and DJ Deadeye. That's off my upcoming album this summer. The new album is Jermaine Ave, and that's the street I grew up on in Haverhill. So that's the new album. And the last album, Eleven, came out last November. That I'm still promoting that one, too. But like like you said, with COVID, man, i just been writing. Like, I can't do live shows. I'm not meeting up with people doing appearances and stuff. I was doing a good job marketing and networking with a lot of people going out to events and stuff. And that all shut down overnight on me. So I put it all into the pen, put it all into the studio. And I'm ready to drop my next album again, even though Eleven just dropped like five months ago. But we already coming hard for the new one, Jermaine Ave. What did you find out? And, you know, shout most... out to Go ahead. Nope, go. Nope, continue. I was going to say shout out to Terminology, Heavy, Dead Eye. They all killed that track, man. DC, the Midi Alien made that beat. We just wanted to bring some gritty, some gritty raw stuff for this first single, man. Some street rap, like, some, like you said, that Luke Cage feel. Oh, yo. And I see Kevin Jeffries, host of uh, Happy Hour with Lido. Chris, Kevin Jeffries, you listening? When you hear this song, yo, Kevin Jeffries, the shit, the Luke Cage shit is ridiculous. That feel is, is I love the rap. fact that, yeah, the fact that you captured that Luke Cage feel. And you've been a, you've been that type of dude that's had, you know, sports and comic books and things like that. So you, you've really captured it. But um, what I got to ask you is, is under COVID, what have you found out about yourself musically that you didn't realize that you had before COVID? I mean, I didn't really find out anything. I just learned how to step up the work ethic to really okay, put yeah, out some yeah, projects. That, yeah. That's a good answer. And more yeah. than just that, it's about life sacrifices, man, to, to save money to put these projects out. These projects are expensive, so I got to sacrifice certain parts of my life to really put this music out. People don't understand that. They think like they can just become a rapper overnight. Like you put out a cool song. No, it's much more to that. You got album art, you got videos, you got submissions, you got features, you got promo and marketing. It it all comes together, man. It really is a lot, but I want to build a legacy. I want to leave a legacy for myself that can't be denied. So for years to come, years to come, my videos, my music will be here forever, regardless of what happens. And you know you're, saying? Sh you're shooting a music video for this Savage Lands. Uh, can you talk about it? Can you let people kind of know what's going on? Kind of what yeah. the visuals. We already be? shot the video. Mm -hmm. We already shot the video with Mr. DL. We shot it in Haverhill. The video drops next Friday, Friday, um, May 14th. And I can tell you right now, I've seen the first clips of the video. And that shit is crazy, man. These visuals and this energy on this track, man, it's going to be a track for the summer, man. All the feedback so far is real, real good on this track. I'm real excited to have this be the first single off this new album, man. 
It's it's fire. I'm, I'm, I'm usually you know you know a lot of people send music my way, but I've been like I said I've been rocking with you guys for a long a long effing time. A long effing time I've been rocking with ESP yeah, like nine Jay years. Kinsley, I Chrissy think. Angeloni, Dirt Dirt Russell Claridge, yo all you guys. Shot yo, shout out yeah. <laughs> Yep, GI Jones. Oh shout man. out to all my EXP family, Silly Grant, everybody. What up? What up to everybody in Haverhill? Everybody nine seven eight Merrimack Valley. Man, I do this for y'all, man. I've tried to put y'all down every time I, I hit the booth. I want to make them proud. I want to leave a legacy for me, my family, my friends, my town, everything. Yeah, man. It's That's good why stuff. I work it's so hard stuff. for the legacy. I've been I've been ecstatic to give every time you guys pop up and then drop a notification for new music, I'm on it. And you know, even though I, I ride you guys and love you guys, ride or die with you guys. I'm not kidding. The music is the music has always been off the chain visually. You know, you guys are Thank bringing you. the videos Thank you. on point visually. You guys are you know setting so the tone is, for that North Shore. This is my sixth video since COVID started. So, like like you said, what did I want to learn about myself? I just wanted to work hard and not let this stop the momentum that I had been building. So this is the sixth music video since COVID started. Wow. And I got another three to four plans for this summer and fall. So it'll be 10 before you know it. And like I said, you know, everybody wants to get ready and open up for shows. Uh, we were kind of discussing some stuff off air that I, I want to put out there that, that that's kind of aggravate me. You know, because like I said, I had Van Bates on this show. And the last show I had Van Bates on with me, we talked about what was going to happen when, you know, COVID was done and everything was going to open back up. And one of Van Bates' things that we talked about, he was worried about the fact that there was going to be not many venues and the fact that promoters were going to take advantage of people trying to get back on the stage and trying to get back. And, you know, here it is. I had faith and thought maybe in society, maybe that wouldn't happen. But unfortunately, as we're seeing early on, and we were just talking that it's not going to be this way. It looks like we're headed towards the greed way as far as promoters and getting venues and people getting shows. First come, first serve. The highest one to pay is going to get the stage time. I think, that's, I, think that's, I think that's screwed up. That's messed up to, to make a profit. Pay to play. It's, yep, go for it, man. I'll let you speak. I'll let the artist speak. for the culture, man. Man, pay to play is awful for the culture. I understand a lot of promoters got to get some of their money back and stuff, but just letting anyone rock because they got money is not the way to do it. That's not a way to set up a long-term successful business model because people ain't going to want to come back to your next show when you put a bunch of weak artists as the openers that don't know how to rock the stages because they got money. We was just, me and my group was just getting over this pay-to-play stuff, getting some free, a bunch of free shows, some paid shows just yep, off the merit yep. of our work. And now seemingly overnight with COVID, that's gone because the market of performers wanting to perform in venues shutting down, it's going to be crazy out here for artists to get a show. So my recommendation is to artists is just to put more of your stuff online, do more interviews, do, do more music videos, release more, release more singles, do it that way because the shows that ain't going to be as easy to book a good show as it was. Sad day, man. Yeah, it's it does. It just sucks that it's like that, you know. And it, not everybody's a Ned Wellberry, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody's like some of these. Yeah. Know, shout out to Leeds. Few. Yeah. Leeds put, put us on to most of the good shows we did, man. We did a lot of the dope shows in Boston and Cambridge at the Middle East. It's sad to see that venue shut down. I'm not sure if they're still 
going to do shows or not, but I know they got bought out. I know Ned ain't working with them anymore. So that's a big blow to Boston hip hop. We had mm-hmm. legends come to this 600 person venue. It was an intimate venue where legends would rock and it was the atmosphere was crazy. And it's going to be too bad to miss that. But when we're talking about shows, we actually got a show, EXP got a show the same day as the video drop, May oh. 14th, Friday in Haverhill. <laughs> you see, I'm grabbing my pencil. Next Friday, the 14th in Haverhill. <laughs> it's a small venue. It's downtown Haverhill. It's a small venue. We're actually going to put up the flyer tonight, and the, the tickets will go on sale tonight. So get your tickets. They're going to sell out fast because it's only about a 40, 50 person venue. It's going to be real intimate. It'll be the first show I've rocked in eight in 18 months. I'll have some 11 T-shirts. I got some EXP CDs. It's going to be a good time. My dude Artisan's rocking with us. EXP going to be there. So um, it'll be live stream too. My dude Hero the MC is putting on the event. So it should be a good time. So like I said, it's uh, next Friday, May 14th. EXP, Jake Kinzer. We're going to be rocking downtown Haverhill. Ooh. If I, it, look, if I have nothing on my calendar... I'm coming with a crew. I'm bringing my boys with me. <laughs> I'm bringing Beyond and Marie Everyone with me. Everyone should be there. I haven't hit the stage. I haven't hit the stage in 18 months. You see the energy I bring. <laughs> What's going to happen when you introduce JK to the stage for the first time in 18 months? No one knows what could happen. No one knows what could happen. I could. Who knows? <laughs> There'll be drinks. Like, we'll be chilling. You want to come down, say what up. I'll be down there at 6. Performances start at 7. EXP will probably be on at 8, 8.30. Come down early, though. Come down, chill out, hang out. Oh, yeah. Buy a yeah, t-shirt, I, say what up. Anyone that ever wanted to meet me, it's a good time to come down and say what up, meet the guys. It's going to be a good time. If I got nothing on the calendar, mark my words, I will be there. I will be there. Word. No problems at all if I got nothing going on. So what I want you to do, that's man. the same day we drop in the video. Yeah, and that's yep, gonna be that's up? gonna be crazy too. So what I want to do right now is I want everybody to experience this Savage Lands. Um, give your shout outs or whatever, and I'm gonna let you introduce it, and then we're gonna play it, and then we're gonna come back to close out the interview. All right, new single, Jay Kinzer, featuring Terminology Heavy, DJ Deadeye, produced by DC the Midi Alien, Savage Lands, off the new album Jermaine Ave. This summer, that hard body rap from 978 Haverhill, Mass. I do this for y'all. Let's go, baby. All right, here it is. Woo! Yeah. We in here. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, yo, check it. Me, heavy term, about to bless this. Trying to show y'all how success is manifested. Yeah. Hustle hard, make money, and plan it to invest it. Yeah. It's some hard body rap, some cannon to your chest shit. Y'all play the victim, robbing about your bad breaks. While we over here, fucking grinding like some bad breaks. Uh-huh. Gonna take a tragedy. If I'ma have a bad day, that's why I stay shining. Even when the skies is mad gray. Consistent with skill, spitting the ill. Optimistic, but still put this fist to your grill. For hey, real. yo, these alien beats, about to give you the chill. The whole fucking album slap. But the singles will kill, so let's go. let's go I'm that throwback retro That crazy 90s linebacker with a neck roll Treat every ball like it's a rep, yo Best bet, when we say protect your neck You better take it as a threat, Straight bro. out the gate, I'ma make you doubt your faith How about your fake? Looking for some clout to chase Run your mouth, I'm slapping out the taste Best get out the state Cause not even in your house is safe They say death always coming through 
threes. And when I run this beat with Term and Jake, we on our way to put you underneath. Go ahead, take your shot, but you better have a gun on me. It's EXP and ST. Yeah, you know we come when he got fortified nerves. You a glorified herb. Fuck your face, I'll leave you laced in like fortified words. And the more that I serve, the more they like word. Your bitch ass trash, take them from the door to my curb. From supplying them grams to retirement plans. Put myself in a healthier environment, fam. Hey, yo, that ain't a knock on those that still hustle. Seen success off that green and white like Bill Russell. You see what you gotta go through as soon as you get successful. Enemies wanna stretch you. Bitches, they wanna stretch you. Celebrities wanna sweat you. Long as you a celeb too. Baby mama detests you. Jealous, she wants the bread too. And she feeling regretful. You ain't treating her special. Every weekend she catch you. Creeping is disrespectful. Plus she be for your ex too. Knowing you both had sex too. Bobby pins in the doll and both of them wanna hex you. Hypothetically speaking, I'm a trifling heathen. Spent the night with demons in my dreams fighting screaming. Them Helltown poles, yeah, they try to set me up. Cause enemies cross town try to wet me up. I'm from a savage land. Violence every day like it's Pakistan. These will set you up and wet you up over half a gram. It's all good though. I'm Gucci, I mean that, but then clap your man. Show off ST. That's the fan. Uh, Ology. You know the name. Legendary. Yeah, man. Uh, ST. Dot. EXP. Uh, JK. Heavy. What up? Law Town, Hell Town, Murder Mass. What up? Dead out. Right, that's Savage Lands featuring man JK. That shit is fucking fire. I'm dropping the F bomb. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry, people. Sometimes it's like when you know it's after it's after the Boston Marathon bombings, and when Big Poppy got up there and said, This is my fucking city, and the FCC was like, you know what? He meant that shit. Let's leave it. We're not finding him. That shit's fucking fire. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> that Luke Cage feel, that gritty, damn, street, hit the pavement type. That's the hit the pavement type. Yo, wait till you see this music video. Wait till you see the music video. The visuals are crazy. The video is even better than the song, man. I'm loving it. May I'm 14th. loving it. Loving it, man. I'm loving it. So, good Word, stuff. I appreciate Yo. that. Let people know about your social media, where they can follow you, where they can get these videos um, on YouTube and stuff like that, where you guys are going to be doing that premiere for the video. Yep. All right, so you can follow me on Instagram. Might be the best way, at jkinzerexp. That's my name, J-A-Y-K-I-N-S-E-R-E-X-P. Or you can find us on Facebook, EXP The Expendables, or jkinzerexp. And um, yeah, man, follow. I got a lot of new music coming out. This new album's crazy, man. It's the best music I've ever been a part of. So I can't wait to drop it. Shout out to the whole team, man. EXP, my dude Heavy, GI, Dur Russell, everybody from Haverhill. Let's go, man. 
And before we get out of here and let you go, I got to ask, I got to close out with a sports question because that's what we and you really talk yep. about. Getting into boxing, what is your thoughts about these two clowns, Logan and Jake? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Logan and Jake Paul in the boxing world. This shit is stupid. It's ridiculous. The fact that these guys are getting big money over some well-deserved fighters in pro boxing is pissing me the F off. It's almost like this thing where we just talked about promoters screwing over real artists and putting fake artists on. It's almost the same exact fucking thing. Go for it. In classic JK Sports Talk fashion. It's a big It's a big clown show, man. <laughs> this dude's trying to fight Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather fighting an amateur boxer. He's supposed to be the GOAT 50 and 0, and he's going to fight some amateur YouTuber. It's just crazy. It's just, it's the times, man. Social media times, man. Like, it's making everything awful, man. Everyone's just the hater mentality. Everyone's just bickering, fighting with each other. They want to see this fight instead of the real fights. Like, it's crazy. Like, no, 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 no. Clown (laughs) show. Do not watch that shit. I do not roll with that shit. I will not have any part of it. You will see no prediction from me. You will see no fight hype. None of that. I will not be tuning in. And the sad part is the buy rate's probably going to be fucking ridiculous. That's the sad part. Yo, it's the same rate. This dude, Logan Paul or whatever, go get your money, bro. I ain't even mad at him. He talked his way up and got his money, but it just ain't for me. It ain't for me. This is reality TV times. This is modern housewives shit or whatever. <laughs> Kardashians. That's what this is. The same sports. And these these fights, I, who knows? I think that Askren fight could have been fixed. Askren mm-hmm. got a little bit of leather on his chin and dropped immediately. He got his payday regardless. <laughs> That's right. You yeah. seen him and his wife walking out laughing, laughing hysterically <laughs> minutes after the knockout. Like that just ain't for me, man. It's a clown show. I like to watch real sports. Like I'll put my time watching the Celtics, the Patriots. I mean, it was an exciting draft the other night. We got Mac Jones. It'll be fun mm, to see how that plays that. out. Yeah. I wanted yeah. Justin Fields. I wanted Justin Fields, my Ohio State guy, but it wasn't in the cards. But I'm so happy with Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be talking about that. So, man, again, I had to close out with a sports question because I knew you was going to bring it in JK fashion. Yep. But um, thank you for coming on this show. Kevin Jeffries, host of uh, Happy Hell yeah, Hour. Hell yeah, man, Nino. anytime. He said, well, he said that the song is hard. Kevin Jeffries said the song is hard. Kevin, if you want him on your show, reach out to him, JK, social media, get him on your show, Happy Hour with Lido. That's a good show. He's got a lot of artists on his show. Um, it's good stuff, man. JK, right. I'm glad to have you on. If I got nothing on the books for Friday, the 14th, you will see my black ass in the house <laughs> in April. <laughs> Word. Word. Right, Yo, I just want to say uh, rest in peace to your boy Van Bates, too, man. I never got to meet him, but he always supported us. That sucked to see, man. Rest in peace. Rest in power, brother. Yeah, I'm glad to see everybody showing their support. So what we're going to do here, JK is going to get out of here. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to drop Brandon Grimes' Quiet in the Trap video. Let you guys check that out and see that. And then later on in the show, I'm going to drop what you know about V, Viana Marie's new video. But we're going to be back with this video and uh, Shout get out back to v. the show. Yeah, cool. Yep, Viana Marie, she's in the chat too, so she caught that too. So here we go, Brandon Grimes' Quiet in the Trap. Peace. All right, we're clear, man. I want to get this one. I want 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 this
Broadcasting live from the City of Champions. We are back here. Broadcasting live. It's the booth. And um, let me take my ear pods out here because I don't need them in no more. I don't have a guest on. Thanks everybody who's hanging out in the chat with us. Good stuff. Uh, Getting to my sponsors here. I got to thank JK for coming on and hanging out with us on the show tonight. Don't forget to get that Savage Lands. Don't forget to pick up that album 11. Show him support. Expendable. Show them all support. Again, May 14th is going to be a show in downtown Haverhill. If I got nothing on the books, I will be there. So getting into my sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto of MDB Electronics. He fixes my controller. So if I bust or break a controller or have a drift in my controller, I send my controller out to him. Within 24 hours, I'm back to gaming. Now, I'm not going to lie. I haven't had to do much business with him because I got a special... I don't know if it's going to show up on the computer here, but may the fourth be with you. Oh, man, and they can't get up here because it's in green, but it's a Mandalorian Xbox controller. Let me get real close to the camera here. Special limited edition Xbox controller. I should have just brought the controller over, to be honest. And uh, may the fourth be with you. Um, Here's a little may the fourth be with you Stormtrooper drink. (laughs) <laughs> that my artist Viana Marie got me. And you know, those who know me know, I won't drink this. This will sit, this will sit in my man cave, unopened, 
Because that's how I am. I'm a huge, yo, comic books and Star Wars, I'm, I'm, I'm a geek, yo. <laughs> I'm a straight, straight geek, man, on this one. So, <clears throat> MDB Electronics, check them out. Uh, RebelRom.com is my cousin's clothing line website. You want to go over there and check her out at www.RebelRom.com. She actually just posted a video on her Instagram. Uh, my cousin, Romney Hayes, was actually a member of the um, Alvin Ailey Dance Group, Dance Troupe. Um, if you guys don't know who Alvin Ailey is, it was an African dance troupe that was very, very popular in the late 80s, all through the 90s. Um, and I actually just saw her post a video of her dancing to a song, and I just got a crazy idea. <laughs> I've got to actually reach out to her and see if she'll hold the family member down and <laughs> see what's going on. But in the meantime, check out her website, www.webberrom.com, rebelrom.com. Also, Tactical Target Systems. You want to reach out to them. Those are the zombie targets that you see me when I go to the range. I have special zombie targets that I shoot at. I want to be ready for the zombie apocalypse. So I go down to the range and get my range time in and use their firearms so I can become good at zombie elimination. You know, headshots. I just want headshots. Because... Um, <laughs> When the zombie apocalypse happens, I want to be ready. I don't want to be like in zombie land. I'm a heavy set dude. My cardio's not in check. So I got to make sure my bullet game is on point. <laughs> Somebody might say, hey, Keith, try to lose some weight and get your cardio up. And that way you may last a little longer. True. True. So head on down. <laughs> TacticalTargetSystems.com. <clears throat> zombie targets. Ask for Don Robertson. Hit him up. Let him know you saw it on this show. Uh, Viana Marie, again, all of her music is online, recording live. What's up, Dave Clark? Solomon Clark doing music out there. He's hanging out in the chat. Um, all the boys from EXP saw them on the chat on the Facebook page. They're doing real good. But again, check out Viana Marie's music on uh, all those streaming outlets that you see right there. Boom. Shaka-laka boom. Um, let me get into the news booth with you guys. And... We'll chat about some of this stuff that's going on here. Let me just pull this up. <clears throat> uh, Brockton City Council has granted five more retail marijuana uh, dispensaries licenses last Tuesday at the City Council meeting. Um, Brockton had awarded uh, 14 licenses to be determined you know, at a future date and time. Right now, they've got 12 handed out. A 13th person, uh, they go in front of the city council in this month uh, to see if they'll be granted a license. Once that person is granted theirs, that's it. There's only one more license to get out there. As for these dispensaries opening up, I'm happy. I'm happy because, you know, early on, everybody in Brockton was fighting these dispensaries. A lot of people were talking about, you know, we don't need this in our city. Yes, we do. We need we need that tax revenue in this city. And the reason why I want to explain to people why we need medical and regular recreational dispensaries in this city for tax revenue is because guess what? <clears throat> All the hypocrite towns that didn't want weed and, and was prosecuting people for weed to the fullest. All those hypocritical towns are taking these dispensaries and putting big ass billboards up. And getting that tax revenue money. You think I'm lying? 
Drive down 93. I work at I, I work my regular gig at Logan Airport five days a week. Every morning I make that trip down 24 and I make that trip down 93. I must see about 25 billboards. 25 billboards I must see heading into Boston. 75% of the billboards driving into Boston right now are all promoting recreational marijuana dispensaries that are opening up all through Massachusetts. And here's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. As I'm leaving Logan Airport, there's a big-ass sign for a dispensary, recreational. Three locations. Norwood, Worcester, Marlboro. All effing money towns. All effing money towns. The same thing on 24. All effing money towns. With these billboards and these signage and all these medical dispensaries and recreational dispensary locations. All of these towns that had their noses up at those who smoke weed. All of these hypocritical towns that were pulling people over and busting their chops for having a blunt or something in their car and prosecuting to the fullest. All of these hypocritical towns are all now raking in the tax revenue, which is why I said the city of Brockton needed to allow these recreational dispensaries in. You know why? Because if Brockton didn't allow these 14, you're damn well sure Avon, West Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, Holbrook, Randolph, and all of these other money towns that surround Brockton would have opened them right over the border and made that tax revenue money. So I applaud the city council for finally doing the right thing and getting it right and not listening to the naysayers. And in some locations in the country, um, those who have had weed charges and things of that sort, you know, the small stuff, um, they're getting their stuff expunged. Um, people are being released from jail. It, there's a lot of changes coming. And ta- this tax revenue is is good. The only thing that bothers me is that a lot of the people that are getting the licenses and things of that sort are money people also. So again, the little guy is still losing out. But it is nice to see that Brockton is doing the right thing. And, you know, to have 14 dispensaries is a lot more than, is a, you know, a lot more than what I expected the city to grant. To be honest, 14 is nice. That's a nice, good spread. Um, one of the places, Botera, I think, I said, I guess they took their whole theme from what Colorado is doing. So I guess when you go in there, it's almost like a Colorado feel, which, I, which I'm hearing is they, they, they're at the top of recreational marijuana sales because they were the first. They were the first in the country to get that passed. So right now, they've, they went through the growing pains. They know now how to market and sell and, and do what they need to do. Um, my son has had an idea to open up his own thing. He's, you know, he's ecstatic about doing his own thing. So it's one of those things that I'm very glad to see Brockton doing the right thing. Moving on in the news booth, Hopkinton teenager Michaela Miller is under investigation. Um, just before I went live on this show, the district attorney had come out and the police chief, they come out and they wanted to set shit straight. They wanted to set shit straight. They weren't happy with what was going on on social media. Um, Michaela's mother jumped the gun and heard some stuff, and they immediately put out her death as 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 racial. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Hopkinton 
Micaia Miller, 16 years old, was found off the side of a road, hung from a tree. Um, and the rumors were that this was a racial thing because she was a successful student. But as of right now, and as the, as the DA and the police chief have said, right now, they have no closure. There's nothing being fixed. They don't know what has happened and what has happened to this girl. The one thing they do know is that there was a fight on Friday. There was a, some type of fight or altercation in regards to the possibility of um, Michaela being a, a either a lesbian or bisexual. Um, there are some things about something that happened either at school on Friday or something with a group of friends. So they're trying to get all the answers to that. But right now, the police are very tight-lipped. They're only in touch with her family. And they don't know what has happened. They're, they're going to try to find out, and we're going to know. So for those of you on social media who are throwing out speculations as to how this girl passed away or how this girl died, you got to stop it. And that's kind of what they were telling people until we get the stuff in. And stop calling the police station. You got all these people calling the police station and complaining and wasting valuable time and resources there. Let them do their jobs. Let them find out the facts. Let them see... What's going on here? We want to make sure that this wasn't a suicide. We want to make sure that if this was a murder, that we're able to get who we need to get and make them answer for this murder, if so. But let them do their jobs. I, I get it. Everybody's all upset. They want to jump and do like JK just said. It's a, Social media kind of runs the world right now. It's crazy. So if we want justice, if we want to see this little girl... Um, have her death answered for, let's get the facts, let the policemen do their job, all right? And just, because it sucks. Losing a 16-year-old daughter sucks, and it's not good. <clears throat> um, also in the news booth, Bill and Melinda Gates, after 27 years, are filing for divorce. And the reason why they're filing for divorce is that they're such major philanthropists that Melinda Gates and Bill don't spend much time together. And Melinda is really off doing her own thing. Bill's doing off on his thing. Um, they have found themselves that they would rather split up and divorce. And I can tell you right now, for those who are talking about the Dr. Dre divorce and all the money involved there, Bill Gates's divorce is going to be crazy. But again, they're not breaking up on bad terms. They're breaking up on on good terms in, 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 as far as their success of each other. So we may not see what's going on with like Dr. Dre and his wife. So <clears throat> it may be a little bit more <clears throat> civilized with Bill and Melinda Gates. We'll see. We'll see. But the funny story, if you're tuning in to hear this story and hear the Sinister One connection to this story <laughs> that's absolutely hilarious 27 years ago <laughs> a friend of mine eric dupree and me i actually had won a trip to the bahamas i won a trip to the bahamas free of charge and um at that time i was actually dating a couple of people so i couldn't make up my mind as to who to take with me to the Bahamas. So I instead asked a buddy of mine and said, Hey, Eric, you know, he's like a brother to me. Let you want to go to the Bahamas with me? He's like, yeah, no problem. Let's go down to the Bahamas. So we booked a trip. We went down to the Bahamas. <clears throat> we get to the Bahamas. We take, we, 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 I think we flew to Florida. We flew to Florida. And then we took the boat from Florida to the Bahamas. So we take this cruise to Bahamas and it was weird. It was this weird feeling. We get to the Bahamas, we get to the resort, and, you know, this was actually the first time that I heard the name 
Bill Gates. Because a lot of people at the resort were complaining. People in the Bahamas were all upset. And, you know, me and my boy Eric, we went downstairs to the lobby, the hotel. We checked in. <clears throat> and they were like, yeah, it's going to be tough to get anything around here if you're on the island for this week. Um, this guy, Bill Gates from Microsoft, blah, 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 is getting married. And what they did was is that Bill Gates had closed off the Bahamas. They paid. They paid for the island to be closed off. Nothing could fly in and out while they had this wedding. <laughs> so we were stuck in our resort for pretty much the week. And then the only little areas that they allowed us to be at, because Bill Gates and Melinda were having this wedding, and all of these celebrities and people that they knew were flying in. And um, it was just craziness because we got stuck at this hotel. <laughs> so while we were stuck at this resort, it's my boy, me, and my boy, Eric. And we're in the pool <laughs> with this, you know, white guy from Texas and his wife who's on their honeymoon. So, you know, he's just your, if you think white guy from Texas with a cowboy hat, whatever you're thinking, that's it. Straight white guy from Texas with a cowboy hat in a pool in the Bahamas at 102 degrees. <laughs> so we're in the pool. We're talking about this Bill Gates guy and how they close off the wedding. And my boy, Eric is Irish sunscreen all up sunscreen and the the cowboy dude is he's as white as Seamus WWE Seamus he's as white as him just got a cowboy hat on but the hat's all wet so he's absorbing the the wetness is absorbing the sun heat from the, and, and and just mirroring his skin so he is sitting there and my boy Eric offers him sunscreen and he's like nah I don't use sunscreen I'm from Texas <laughs> And my boy Eric says to him, he's like, but the text, this Bahamas son is completely different than Texas son. <laughs> and he says, oh no, I'm from Texas. Son is son. So this dude stayed out in the sun from Texas with his cowboy hat in the pool. Hours drinking. We all was out there. Second day, same thing. By Wednesday, his wife was at the pool by herself. <laughs> and my boy Eric asked the, the the newlywed wife where's your husband he got sun poisoning <laughs> on their honeymoon so so that was part one of our Belinda and Bill and Melinda Gates uh story the second part of the story is is that me and my boy Eric we were all over the little part of the island that we were we were going to dinner and all this stuff we was on the cruise ship and stuff and um, <laughs> the last night there, we met these two girls and we got on the cruise ship and there was a, a, a whole nightclub and stuff. And, <laughs> and we was dancing and all this stuff. You know, at that time, you know, my boy Eric is trying to talk to one of these girls and, you know, they're out on the dance floor and all this stuff. And Eric comes back to the table and he starts saying, yo, <laughs> I'm like, what's up? He's like, there's a, you, you want to know why there's no women talking to us at all? Or why women are kind of giving us the cold shoulder? And I was like, why? He's like, because the resort was small. And it was, you know, everybody who was stuck in the resort got to talk to each other. But again, every time we went to talk to somebody, you know, it turns out that the women who saw me and my boy Eric there thought we were gay. 
So the women weren't giving, weren't even talking to come because they thought we was a gay couple on the trip in the Bahamas. Me and my boy Eric <laughs> thought we was gay, <laughs> which is why we didn't get no play or no one to talk to on this trip down the mountain. It was funny stuff. So that's my funny ass Bill and Melinda Gates story. If it wasn't for him and his wedding. We wouldn't have been trapped on that one single island um, <laughs> and wouldn't have been thought of being gay. But we did get a great Texas cowboy, some poisonous story out of the deal. So that was a good thing. Oh, and then a money bat landed on me. And for those who don't know what a money bat is in the Bahamas, you ever, you ever see a, a, a gypsy moth that flies around your light? In the, in the fall. You know them gypsy moths that come out? Them little ass moths? A money bat. Picture that gypsy moth flying around your light. And multiply the size by 300. <laughs> I'm not lying. If you, if you Google Bahamas money bat. You'll see what I'm talking about. Look. This shit landed on my back. And I turned around and I was, oh, and the, and the lady says, don't run. They're good luck. If it lands on you, it's good luck. You're going to get money in the future. Hell no. Hell no. I don't want no money bat landing on me. It was a big ass moth like this, like huge Google money bat Bahamas moth. And you, you won't be laughing once you, you I know you all laughing at me on this story, but it, yo, it hit me hard. It landed hard. And when I look back, I saw the antennae in the eyes. I freaked out. I freaked out. I'm not lying. I freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was some scary, scary stuff, man. So look up Money Bat and check that out. Uh, moving on into the legal booth. Federal grand jury has charged three men with a hate crime attempting the kidna- and attempted kidnapping and the murder of Ahmad Arbery shooting. So for those of you who have been watching the booth, we called this one. We said this one. When the Ahmad Arbery case came down here, my boys, Ken Diesel and R Squid, were on the show with me. And when we saw the video, and this should scare people. This should scare everybody in, in, into this whole thing. We felt that the, the person who shot the video was actually the third person involved in this. And he was just trying to get out of this murder by, by coming clean. We thought this. We felt this. And now... Guess what, people? It's true. The third guy who was filming the video is now being charged with a hate crime in the murder and the attempted kidnapping of Ahmaud Arbery. And some of you might say, good, let let them burn. Good, let them go to jail. But here's the scary thing. Think about this, people. It's deep south. These three dudes was videotaping the fact that they chased down a black man, shot him in the streets, and was videotaping it. Think about this. What where I'm headed with this? If these mother effers didn't get caught, you know what that video would have been? That video would have been the trophy video that they walk around and show their other racist pals the fact that they chased down a black man and shot him in the street and killed him, and would have dumped his body. Whoever knows where they would have dumped his body. That's the scary thing about this Ahmaud Arbery shooting that people need to pay attention to. 
It's not about the crime itself. It's about the fact that the audacity of these three men was videotaping this and was going to do whatever with this video. How many unanswered black man killings have happened down south? Now you want to wonder how many of these killings are on somebody's cell phone. Because I can tell you right now, these three motherfuckers ain't the first ones. Uh-uh. And I'm dropping the F-bomb on this one because this is serious shit, people. Share this shit. Let your friends know. When your friends start talking about this whole case, let them know. Let them know that there's more to this story than meets the eye. We should be more concerned about the fact that these three men was filming this shit on their phone. Who are they going to show that video to after if they got away with this? Who are they going to share this video to if they had got away with this? Think about it. Like I said, let people know. You heard it here first. We talked about it here first. That video is the scariest thing of this whole story. Because if they didn't get caught, that was their trophy video. I'm just letting you know. That was their trophy killer black man video. And I'm pretty sure a lot of unsolved black men who've been killed down south, there's a video somewhere out there of them being killed or whatever way they were killed. So it's scary shit. Let people know. That's what you really need to think about. Where was that video going to go? And I hope that comes up during this trial. I hope that question is asked. I hope the three men, when they get up there, I hope they ask them. I hope the prosecutor says, what was going to happen with this video if you guys hadn't got caught? I'd ask them that. And I'm pretty sure nobody wants to know the answer. Because it's going to open up a whole effing can of worms. Whole nother can of worms. Also in the news booth, uh, actually legal booth, Bobby Paul Edwards has been charged with uh, paying back $546,000 in compensation for enslaving a black man. Um, I read this story, and, and, and I know we, we're doing a lot of race stuff in, this, in social media, but the thing here is, is, did he take advantage of a black man, or did he take advantage of a disabled person? Both are bad, either way. Either way, it's bad. Either way, the story is bad. So what he did was he had this man working for him for five years. He abused him. He made him work hundreds of hours at his restaurant and never paid him. The question here is that anybody who worked for J&J Cafe in South Carolina and never opened their mouths, y'all in the wrong too. Y'all are just as bad as Bobby Joe or Bobby Paul who didn't pay this man. Y'all should have spoke up years ago if you all knew this was going on. He abused this guy. He beat this guy up. And the fact that he was mentally disabled is scary. He he, It's just scary. So uh, he's actually in jail. Bobby Paul is actually in jail. He was sentenced to jail in 2019. And after he was sentenced to jail, they had to figure out compensation um, for this guy. So $546,000 in compensation is what the court ruled. The question is, will he get that money? We'll see. He owned, he owned a restaurant. And it was a very popular restaurant. So... Um, it's probably going to have to break up those assets and whatever he's probably made while he's in jail. So, uh, Moving on into the entertainment booth. The Red Sox announced eight concert dates from 2020 to be rescheduled to 2021 this year. And look, I know a lot of you was all upset when New Kids on the Block concert was canceled. It's coming back this year. Uh, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, 
I was excited to try to go to this concert until they announced the ticket prices last <laughs> before COVID. And then I was like, you know what? I'll watch it on social media when people post their lives because I'm not paying that much money to see Def Leppard and Motley Crue <laughs> at Fenway Park for them prices. Sorry. Um, but that concert is back on. Aerosmith is back on. Um, Guns N' Roses is still back on, is back on now. Billy Joel. Now, as much as I love Motley Crue and Def Leppard, if there was anybody who I might want to go see in that environment of 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 Fenway Park, because Fenway Park for me for a rock concert it just doesn't feel right. But Billy Joel at Fenway Park, something seems right about that, and I love Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. Billy Joel is a great performer. He's a great artist. His music is great. If there was anybody I wouldn't mind seeing in Fenway Park, it might be Billy Joel. It might be Billy Joel. Green Day is going to be performing there. They were also announced Maroon 5. And Lady Gaga will be appearing at Fenway Park. So those were the eight concerts that were rescheduled from 2020 to 2021. And like I said, if you want to throw me some Billy Joel tickets, let me go. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I might go see him at Fenway Park. That's, that's kind of a good atmosphere to see that show. Uh, moving on into the entertainment booth. Rest in peace, Olympia Dukakis, dead at age 89. Uh, she was in Steel Magnolias and Moonstruck. Um, good, great actress. She was around a lot in the 90s, a lot of movies in the 90s, but she passed away at 89 years old. Marvel Studios. <laughs> Let me get this up here. <laughs> Marvel Studios just released a brand spanking new trailer, teaser trailer. And this teaser trailer pretty much is for Phase 4 of the MCU. For those who don't know what Phase 4 is, Phase 4 is the next status of Marvel Comics Universe movies that are about to come out. The next storyline that everybody's trying to figure out. Now, from what I see here and what I'm feeling and being a comic book nerd, if you guys out there remember the Avengers Annual number 10... I think we're headed that route because they have to introduce the X-Men and AKA mutants in this whole phase four. They're bringing the mutants into this phase four. One of the ways they're going to bring the mutants in, I think, and I hate this. This is my feeling. This is my opinion. And if it happens, you heard it here first, but Avengers annual 10, for those who don't know comic books, like me and my brother and some of my other friends out there, Avengers annual 10, Featured the X-Men in this issue. Reason why the X-Men was featured in this issue. and the, Because the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is in this issue. And the opening scene of this book is Carol Danvers being rescued by Spider-Woman out in California after being thrown off the Golden Gate Bridge. Why was Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, being thrown off the... Who would throw her powerful ass off the Golden Gate Bridge to her death? Well, it was Rogue. At that time, Rogue was a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Magneto had just got back and brought back his brother of the Evil Mutants, and Rogue was one of the newest members. And what happened was was that she had made contact with Miss Marvel and took Miss Marvel's powers. The problem here was is that when Rogue made that contact, Rogue used to keep people's personalities and their powers for only a short period of time, but for some reason. When she made contact with the Kree, Miss Marvel, she kept her powers. 
you know, part of her powers, and Miss Marvel actually lost a lot of her powers. Um, so this was a major, major, huge Marvel comic storyline. Because Rogue was a bad... Rogue was bad. Rogue was not a good person. When Rogue threw Carol Danvers off that bridge, it was zero Fs given. Straight up. Straight up. Rogue, Rogue didn't become good until she went and, and tried to kiss Rom, the space warrior, the space knight. And when she did, when she made contact with Rom, Rom was good all through and through. And that's what happened. She, she took that good from Rom and then she realized that her life was wrong. And she left the Brotherly Mutants. She ended up with being one of the best characters on the X-Men. So, <laughs> just a little knowledge for you. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to show you guys... Uh, uh, this is the trailer. This is the teaser trailer of all the films that are coming out in 2021, 2022. Peep this, because I had a man tear. I'm not going to lie. When I heard Stan Lee's voice, I had a man tear. So here it is. MCU, Marvel Studios, celebrates the movies here in the booth. It's your boy, Sinister One. We'll be back after this trailer. Here we go. I love being with people. It's the most incredible thing in the world. What are you doing? Oh, this is nice. That world may change and evolve. But the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family. brother that woman over there she's your sister higher further faster baby that's right we're all part of one universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory Everything. 
Right through up until 2023. That's your MCU for you. Yo. I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. I can't wait. And for those who don't know who Shang-Chi is, if you're a Marvel Comics guy, you're forgetting the master of Kung Fu comic book is Shang-Chi. That is the comic book. That's the movie. For those who remember Master of Kung Fu, he did a lot of comic book crossovers with a lot of characters in the MCU. So I can't wait to see where this is going. And Disney Plus, they got Loki about to debut. Loki's about to debut now that um, Falcon and Winter Soldier has ended. So we've got Loki about to come through. Uh, we got What If about to come through on the Disney Plus channel. And I, I can't wait. It's just crazy stuff. Crazy effing stuff here. Uh, last night, your boy Sinister One attended WWE Raw virtually in the crowd. Uh, I was able to watch Braun Strowman take on Bobby Lashley. And, you know, it was a crazy, crazy match. But, of course, you know, they're building up for this WWE WrestleMania backlash. The reason why I want to talk about this real quick is because um, I attended this Raw Thunderdome. And it's, 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 it's different. So you get a link, and then you get the link, and then it counts down and tells you when you're going to be there. You have to be in. There's, there's a lot of strict rules, people. So if you plan on trying to get into this raw thing, there's a lot of rules. First of all, you can't wear any type of clothing with any type of wording or anything that does that has nothing to do with the WWE. If you have that on, you're going to get beauty. You, you can't have anything on. They want you to either have on a plain shirt, a plain whatever, stripes, whatever, but they can't have any merchandise names. You can't have anything with any merchandise markings on it. That's number one, the first thing they tell you. The second thing is, is the little window that they bring you in to put you on. You got to make sure you stay within that zone. So that way, when you are on TV and on those virtual screens in the background, they see you. Um, they don't see all this stuff behind you or all this stuff. They want you dead center. Um, the weird thing about being in the WWE Thunderdome for me is that they bring up the show and you can watch the show as it's happening live and then they do commercial breaks and when they do they do commercial breaks they handle the commercial breaks during this whole thing with the, actually the whole broadcast is controlled the virtual broadcast is controlled by a producer there's a producer in your speakers in your ear to tell you what to do so when you're watching raw or smackdown and you're seeing the crowd react and do all this stuff they're reacting because there's actually a director telling us what to do. So, you know, if you know a guy is the heel, uh, he's telling people to boo. He's like, oh, because right now Bobby Lashley is a, is, a, is a heel. So he wanted to make sure that everybody booed, did thumbs down and all this type of stuff. So they told you um, they wanted you to clap it up for the main event. Um, Alexis Bliss came out, you, want, you know, they wanted you to do this. You know, they pretty much told you when there was a commercial break, they counted you down, they made announcements to tell you when to come out. To me, from a technical aspect, and the guy who does podcasts and who's been in radio and has done TV, it was very interesting to see and know that in this day of COVID and virtual reality and virtual crowds, that even the virtual crowds that I thought was authentic actions, authentic response... I felt like I felt like I was just being told that Santa Claus wasn't real. For and it's serious. I I thought when I was watching Raw and seeing all these people virtual, I thought all their responses and everything was all their own. And to find out that there's an actual 
director slash producer of this virtual actions going on was like, whoa, this is crazy. I mean, I have fun. Would I do it again? Yes. But it was just strangely odd. Oh, hold on. I got to get myself back up here. It was strangely odd. To have that happen to me. I, I lost my camera feed. So just trying to figure out. I'm just going to get myself back in here. Guys and gals. Uh, let me get in here. Because I ran a little over tonight. Because I've got some topics. And it was a good interview with JK. So let me just get back on here. And you'll see my face pop back on here in a second. Um, boom. No. So yeah, it was it was a good time, and um, like I said, I, I I would love to do it again. Kevin Jeffries in the chat. He said he's been on Raw a few times. Did you find it strange, Kevin? Did you find it weird? That's that's the question I got to ask you. Did you find it weird at the fact that you know that they guided you through this? Like, what were your thoughts? On this, please let me know. I'm I'm trying to figure this out because for me it was it was strange, it was weird, um, and I I I don't know. Just if you're in there, Kevin, let me know because it it was it was odd. I mean, would I do it again? Definitely, definitely would do it again. So, um, also in the entertainment booth, the weekend's protest forces major changes. In the awards community, from the Grammys to the Golden Globes. So, for those who don't know, you know, the Grammys and the Golden Globes was always these groups who had the final say, and um, it was it was kind of crazy at the fact that you know we had these secret societies picking the winners of the Grammys or picking the winners of the Golden Globes. Sometimes you wonder how did this movie lose or how did this artist lose, and now. Because of this whole thing with the weekend protesting the Grammys and coming out and saying a lot about the Grammys and how people are picked to win and all this stuff, and you know there's a whole race thing about it, um, was major to the point where the Grammys are now voting to end the nomination review committees. These are the secret committees. We never know who they are, what they are, but I can tell you right now, it's it's obviously not a diverse panel. Um, but that's what they're kind of getting away from. Now it's going to be picked by the peers of the industry. Those who pick the music are going to be picked by the peers of the industry. And it, and it was The weekend who brought this to light. And it's The weekend who's changed the industry to the point where um, we shouldn't see this. The, the fact that The weekend, Because what it used to be years ago, if the record sales went by the billboard, if you went by the billboard charts and sold a ton of albums, you won the billboards because you sold all this music. But you didn't get the Grammy. And they used to say, well, you know, Grammy's about creativity. It's not about the sales and blah, blah, blah. But here's the problem that we're having right now is that people stream music now. And now they're tracking the streaming numbers, which is different than sales. So when you have a guy like The Weeknd, who's consecutively had the, the highest streaming numbers for an entire year, 
to be at the top. He had almost every song off his album in the top of streaming for the entire year. No other artist has done this. So for the Grammys to say that his his creativity and his accomplishments shouldn't be recognized is BS. It's bullshit. You know, and and back in the day when you used to say, well, the you know the Billboard says your sales, that's it doesn't play no more. It doesn't play. And this is so strong that it's moved on to the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes has now reformed their whole awards crew to be more diversity involved. Can those who have been robbed of awards years ago get that back? No, they can't. But hey, we're moving in the right direction. We're moving into the right direction. So I'm kind of glad that The weekend did that because it's going to be a big change to society. Um, Kevin Jeffrey said he laughed and said it was the first time that he felt like it was a real telecast. It felt like real entertainment show, not real wrestling. It was, it was, it was. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was, it was real entertainment. I was entertained. I had fun. Um, there was some stuff. I just was, I just was weirded out at the fact that there was this guy in my ear telling me what to do. I was just like, whoa, I wasn't expecting it at all. Caught me off guard. Kevin Jeffrey says, I don't even listen to the weekend anymore. I'm a weekend fan. But I was a weekend fan um, years ago when I first heard his song in Fifty Shades of Grey. I actually thought his song was the dream song. And then when I got out the movie theater, I went and Googled for this song. And I'm like, who is this? Who is this artist that did this song? And I was looking for the dream. And this I was saying Fifty Shades of Grey, the dream. And then the song came up and it was The Weeknd. And I went and I said, who is this Weeknd guy? Went to iTunes, and iTunes had the single that he did from Fifty Shades of Grey. The video was crazy. The visual for the song in Fifty Shades of Grey is R-rated. It's crazy. But I ended up speaking to someone about the, this artist the weekend back then, and they said, yo, he's got some crazy mixtapes. So I went and listened to the weekend's mixtapes that he had put out before the music he puts out now. If you want to talk about dark, different type of music, The Weeknd's first batch of music, to compared to what he's putting out now, which I feel is good music, um, his early stuff, it just, lyrically, oh man. He had some songs back in the day that I know women was like, should I get a restraining order on this dude or what? Really? Because <laughs> he's scaring me. He might be coming to my house. <laughs> Because he puts everything in his relationships into his music. So, Moving on into the entertainment booth. If you guys saw Godzilla vs. Kong, and you know I promoted here and host the private screening, uh, Adam Weingard is the director of Godzilla vs. Kong. He's in the talk to make the next MonsterVerse film. The rumor is it's going to be Son of Kong. I don't care. I'm just ready to see Adam Weingard lay it down once more. Because Godzilla vs. Kong right now, for me has been the best movie of 2021. We saw Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was good, but it wasn't Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, a lot of people are in my ear right now about Demon Slayer that just came out this past weekend. A lot of people, even my son, they're saying Demon Slayer was a good-ass movie. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, and Then some other people are telling me to check out Unhinged and Nobody. Um, Unhinged is the Russell Crowe Road Rage film. Um, that never really got released. It, 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 everything got shut down when that movie was released. So I'm going to have to check out Unhinged. So there's a lot of stuff I got to check out and see what's going on. 
Heading into the sports booth here locally, Marvin Hagler's mother announces May 23rd, Brockton High School will be the site of the Marvin Hagler Memorial Tribute event. Um, For those who know my man Peter Zimbor, who's in the boxing world, he was involved with a lot of boxing around here for CES Boxing. Um, He's done a lot of stuff involving the Rocky Marciano statue. Peter has been tapped to host this event at Brockton High on May 23rd. So big ups to Peter Zimbor, uh, this event. Maybe I'll try to get Peter on this show to talk about this event. But Marvin Marvin Hagler... (laughs) I always get tripped up saying that. Uh, May 23rd, Brockton High School. It's going to be a great event. I can't wait to see how many people show up for this event at Brockton High. May 23rd, we're probably still going to have some COVID restrictions in place. Um, But again, I'm going to definitely try to be there on May 23rd. Maybe get some videos and stuff for you. Uh, In the sports booth, Pat Select, Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones. That Saban connection was there, fell right into the Patriots' lap at 15. I was sitting there watching the draft, and, you know, early on, way back, I was telling people I would love to see the Patriots shock the world, make some type of trade, get rid of Gilmore, and snatch Trevor Lawrence from the Jacksonville. But Trevor Lawrence made his commitment. He wasn't going anywhere else. He stayed and let Jacksonville draft him. And then the next two selections that I had for quarterback in my book was Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Um, a lot of people said we were crazy when we talked about it in this show. I talked about it with Kevin Tocci on his show. You know, I said I'd love to see the Patriots get Mac Jones. That Nick Saban, you know, connection is there. Um, I felt like there was a good chance that we were getting Mac Jones. Mac Jones fell into the Patriots' lap. When you saw San Fran move up to that third spot, I was worried. Because I thought San Fran was moving up to that third spot to get Justin Fields and Mac Jones. And they didn't. They moved up and they grabbed Trey Lance out of like North Dakota. And once he got, once they took Trey Lance, I'm like, damn, the Patriots are going to end up with either Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Because it really was only one other team that was looking for a quarterback in the draft. Everybody else was all set with quarterbacks. So they go down, you know, and the only worry was, my, you know, Miami. But Miami stayed with Tua. They're going to stick with Tua. So, you know, once they got past that, then Justin Fields got drafted. And I was like, Mac Jones is going to the Pats. I, I tweeted. I tweeted. I was like, damn, he's coming to the Patriots. So Mac Jones is coming to the Patriots. And those of you who were upset and all this stuff. about Cam, Cam Newton was a Band-Aid. He was a Band-Aid from day one. I told everybody this. And for those of you who were saying, oh, my God, I can't believe uh, Bill Belichick drafted the quarterback for the first time in 20 years. Why are you surprised? We had Tom Brady for the last 20 years. We didn't need a quarterback. That's why he didn't draft a quarterback in the first round. Y'all, stop being stupid and forgetting who the hell we had here for 20 years. Y'all sounded stupid. Sports radio, they all sounded dumbasses. Oh, he hasn't done this in 20... We were never in this position for 20 years. We never drafted at 15. We've been collecting chips. Super Bowls and playoffs. We've been drafted at the bottom of the barrel for the last 20 years. For the last 20 years, we've been drafted at 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, getting the scraps of the first round. For the last 20 years. Smarten up, people. What did you think Belichick was going to do? Finishing below 500. 6.6 million. With cap space. 
third in the NFL cap space. What did you all think he was going to do? Well, Keith, I thought he was going to draft a defensive player like he always... No, he wasn't! Belichick was not going to draft a defensive player in the first round with $6.6 million available in the cap. And you got three of the best quarterbacks in college football sitting right there for the taking. Come on now. If you're saying that, then guess what? You don't know nothing about the Patriots or Bill Belichick and his team and how shit works. If you really thought he was going to draft a defensive player with all that cap, come on now. Get off my page. Get off my show. <laughs> Maddie Cameron says he's got some things that he could say. Um, Cam Newton, no. Cap, Jeffries, Cam Newton cannot still play. His arm is junk. They've had, see, you're, you see, Kevin Jeffries, you're in Ohio. You don't see what we see. You don't see the practice videos that are coming out of Foxborough right now. <laughs> or or out of California where they was at. You're not seeing the ugliness of Cam Newton's weak-ass arm. He's done. His arm is toast. He The only way that Cam Newton is going to make positive yardage this year is that he is that he's no is that he's here to train Matt Jones. But they're going to keep Cam, though. They are keeping Cam. Cam's a traditional player. He's a band-aid to teach Mac Jones the basics. Cam Newton's contract is only $1.5 million. It's only $1.5 million. Everybody's like, well, they pay, they pay them. No, they're not. His base contract for this year is $1.5 million. The rest of it is all incentives for showing up for camp. And a lot of it's incentives that he's never going to reach because he's not going to get these guys to the playoffs. He's not going to be, I'll give you this, Cam Newton will be the week one starter for the Patriots if Mac Jones doesn't play his ass off. If Mac Jones doesn't play his ass off in preseason, Cam Newton will get the start week one. But the first game that Cam Newton fumbles more than twice or throws more than two interceptions, you could be damn sure they'll be warming up Mac Jones to come into this game. And I can tell you right now, the crowd that's going to be... Because by September, by September, Gillette Stadium may be at 68,000 by September because people will be fully vaccinated. And we, we we may be out of this by September. So by September, Gillette Stadium may be a full 68, 66,000 people plus. And the amount of people who's going to cheer when Mac Jones takes that field, Mac 10, come on now. Get my crick walk on. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. Like I said, Cam Newton was a Band-Aid. They knew he was a Band-Aid last year. All they wanted to do was get through the COVID season. They knew that everybody, when you look back at the below 500 season, that all you're going to say, well, it was a COVID year. We had three of our starting defensive guys sit out due to COVID. We lost, <laughs> we lost Julian Edelman in the slot. And Cam Newton's arm was junk and couldn't throw past 50 yards. Which made everybody stay up and double and triple team Nikhil Harry. Who I'm just saying right now. Again, people. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, is going to be a problem this year. So all you guys who are talking all this BS about Cam Newton and and, and Nikhil Harry being garbage. Cam Newton, Band-Aid. Nikhil Harry? Wide receiver Nikhil Harry? 
look, here's the deal. Nikhil Harry's got height. Nikhil Harry's got speed. His first season here, he got injured. He didn't get to play until week 10. His second season was the COVID season, playing with a quarterback with a junk arm who couldn't throw past 50 yards. And he was out there without his slot, Julian Edelman, and no other wide receiver threat, and no freaking tight end. Now, take Nikhil Harry and put him with the two best tight end set of free agents, because Bill Belichick went out and got the number one and number two tight ends this free agency period. Put Nikhil Harry with that. Put Nelson Aguilar, who the Patriots signed out there, wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, the only reason why the Philadelphia Eagles got him is because the fans are all butthurt for one stupid-ass pass he dropped in the playoff game. Nelson Aguilar is a threat. And if they get a slot receiver, guess what happens with Nikhil Happy? Harry. He's not double-teamed. He's not triple-teamed. He's now in one-on-one situations where he's the taller guy. The taller guy. And we've seen it last year. We've seen situations last year where wide receiver Nikhil Harry went up and brought the ball down because he was the taller guy against a shorter defender in the secondary. Watch, trust me, and believe me. All y'all people talking about get rid of Nikhil Harry and all this stuff, trust and believe me, Nikhil Harry is going to be a problem this year with the Patriots with that two tight end set, Nelson Aguilar, and whoever they get in that slot. Plus, they got three guys on the running game who got good hands. That's a threat. So you got to step up and protect those. So trust and believe me, Nikhil Harry is going to be a problem this year. Problem. So we're going to move on from that. And really, and talking about, to be honest, moving on, let me just pull this up for you guys right here. Pull this up right here. Boom. I'm going to pull this up for you right here. Let me just get this up. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. That's where I'm at right now. That's where Sinister One is at right now. No disrespect to TB12. No disrespect. Six Super Bowls. Unmemorable amounts of playoff performances. I was there when he got his first chip. I was there in New Orleans. Me and my boy Zach flew down right after 9-11. We went and got our tickets after Pittsburgh got upset. We got our tickets to the Super Bowl. We went down there. We saw the Patriots do their thing and win their first Super Bowl down there in New Orleans. We were sitting right next to, um, what's her name? Jessica Simpson and her boyfriend, Nick Lachey. And at that time, the funny-ass shit about it was we were sitting in this VIP section with them, and they were supposed to be broken up, and they was all over each other like two teenage girls <laughs> in the VIP section. I was like, yo, ain't that Jessica Simpson? Isn't it? He's like, yeah, isn't that Nick Lachey? Ain't they supposed to be broken up? But we were there to see that chip. I respect everything that Tom Brady did for this team. Everything that Tom Brady did for this team. But it is time to move on. It is time for them to move on. And as I said, my opinion is, is that Tom Brady left this team for his legacy, for branding, for marketing. The money was there. The money was offered. He chose not to take that money. So everybody out there, he's not greedy. He's not a turncoat. He is about his brand. 
his TB12 brand. You can't hate on him for what he did. He left. He went to Tampa Bay, a different conference, to win a championship his first year out. No other player will probably do what Tom Brady's done in our lifetime to win a Super Bowl in both conferences the first year he switches to another conference. You know what that did for his TB brand, the TB12 brand? It He was already at Michael Jordan status. It just solidified Tom Brady as the GOAT Michael Jordan status right there. I'm not hating on him. And if you're hating on him, then you don't know nothing about branding. You don't know nothing about marketing. Because what he just did sent this shit to the stratosphere. So I'm not hating on you, Tom Brady. You in the rearview mirror, Mac Jones, it's your time to shine, period. Period. Um, in the sports booth, closing it out, Conor McGregor sells his proper number 12 whiskey in a deal worth the $600 million. Guess what? You ain't going to see Conor McGregor's ass in the octagon ever again. He just went out like 50 Cent. Remember when 50 Cent had all that stock in vitamin water? And then Coca-Cola came along and said, hey, 50 Cent. How about you sell us some of that vitamin water because nobody else got vitamin water on the market right now. At that time, at that time, everybody had bottled waters, just regular bottled water, and then you had these stupid ass drop-ins. And 50 Cent came out with that vitamin water. And Coca-Cola was like, yo, let's do this. And he got rich. Conor McGregor did the same thing. But to be honest, I think Conor McGregor did it in the shortest amount of time. I think Conor McGregor was able to turn this into a product in less time than 50 Cent did and make it successful. 600 million. 600 million is crazy, crazy money. Crazy money. Ah, Kevin Jeffries said he's at LeBron status. Who? Tom Brady? Tom Brady's at LeBron status? Get out of town. (laughs) Get out of town, bro. (laughs) Oh. Biden bombshells, getting ready to close out the show. Biden bombshells. Uh, Biden raised the refugee cap to 62000 after facing criticism for keeping it at Trump era, era levels. So for those who don't real, remember, so, so here, here, here's, some, here's some knowledge for you. Here's a ninja with knowledge for you. For those who want to piss off their triggered friends who always want to throw up illegal aliens coming into this country and blah, blah, blah. So when people hear about this. There's a cap set. There's a government cap set as to how many people can come into this country across the borders. Trump had dropped that cap number down to 15,000. In other words, if you were coming from Mexico, you were coming from some other country, they put you up in a hotel, they put you up somewhere along the border, and you stayed there. Because the fiscal budget would only allow so many people into this country as immigrants, illegally. The cap was dropped down to 15,000 by President Trump. 15,000, let's be honest, people, is not a lot of people. It's not a lot of people. And a lot of people in government were pissed at the fact that Trump and his people dropped that number down to 15,000. Why? They were bullshit at the fact that they dropped it down to 15,000 because it went against America's credo that's written on the Statue of Liberty's book right there in New York Harbor. That's why people were pissed. So, Biden has now raised the cap to 62,000 
and it goes into effect May 15th. In other words, the only amount of immigrants that can come into this country for the fiscal year is 62,000. So when you've got a friend or somebody who's triggered and they're going off and they're talking about, well, there's all these people coming into the country and they're all taking jobs and food and money and stuff from us. Let them know that right now only 62,000 people get into this country. 62,000. There are more people born coming into this country country every year there are more people coming here on visas every year legally legally and let's be real seriously honest here a lot of these people that are coming in from these countries these immigrants and the jobs that people supposedly say they're taking a lot of jobs that you motherfuckers wouldn't do anyway let's be real a lot of y'all ain't working at a hotel on an overnight shift changing beds with Friggin' dirty linen. You're not doing that. So stop it. Stop it. You want to know what the real problem is that a lot of people really don't know want to talk about? How about those who come here on visas legally? How about those who come from these countries legally and get jobs here? Let's take Haiti, for example. And I'm not hating on my Haitian people, but Let's take Haiti, for example. It's not a very, very great country to live in. You come here from Haiti and you work 23 years and get yourself a nice little pension. Collect your interest on your pension and then what do you do after 23 years? You take all that money from your pension and you move back to Haiti. You tell me right now what affects the American dollar more an illegal immigrant or someone who worked 23 years here built their chip up and then took that money out of this country and now made more money by going back to their country and taking that money with them. Think about it, people think about it. I'm just letting you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people don't really even think about. So again, if you got friends and family members who are talking all this crap about illegal immigrants coming to this country, the number is 62,000. 62,000 are allowed to come in. The ones that get here illegally and get caught, that's an issue. That is an issue. But those who are coming here and they're saying that the government's allowing them through, it's 62,000. So I just want to let you all know that. That's just facts. Facts. Kevin Jeffries still going on about LeBron James. Man, you be riding LeBron James hard. <laughs> hard. Uh, closing out Biden bombshells and get ready to head out of here for the show. Um, Mayor Marty Walsh of, of, well, he's no longer Mayor Marty Walsh. He's actually Labor Secretary Marty Walsh for Joe Biden. Uh, Marty Walsh, and I don't know how I feel about this. Marty Walsh pretty much made an announcement last week and the gig ride job Shit right down in the stock market. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all of them. Closed their stocks down. Uh, they dropped mad fast. And the reason why is because Labor Secretary Kevin... Uh, um, Kevin Jeffries is in the chat going on pause. <laughs> is, is Walsh said that gig workers should be classified as employees. So in other words, if you drive for Uber or Lyft, you should become an employee 
of that company. So here's the problem with that. When you see a lot of people driving for Uber and Lyft these days and making good, there are some people who are making good money doing Uber and Lyft. The thing here is that they're working for multiple companies. You'll see some of these guys, they've got Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and I forget what the other one is in their windows. So these guys are doing their gigs through multiple companies and picking up food, picking up whatever. They're doing whatever. The issue here is that if they were to make these people employees like Uber, you're no longer a subcontractor of that company as a gig driver. You're now an employee. So Uber is not going to let anybody drive for their competitor if you're an employee. You're not, if you're an Uber driver, I'm not letting you drive for Lyft now. If you're an employee and I'm paying you benefits, that's the competition. I'm not letting you subcontract out to another. So that's not happening. So they're all pissed off at the fact that he... I get what he's trying to do. I think it's a bad deal. But to be honest, there's probably only 5 to 10 years left left on this anyway. Because, as I said, automation is here. It's coming. They've already got self-driving Ubers and Lyft in Boston that pick you up and take you to your destination without a driver. They're already out there throughout the nation. Domino's Pizza has a whole ad right now for their robot car that delivers pizza right to your house on time. You don't have to worry about the dude eating a slice of your pizza on the way to the house or eating one of your chicken tenders. They have robot cars in Texas right now on the streets delivering hot pizzas. And guess what, people? It's I've said it's coming. Those Domino's pizza cars are going to be nationwide within five years. Within five years, they're going to be nationwide. And they've already applied for drone shipping for, for pizzas. So that's coming. Everyone's going to have a concrete pad in their backyard for their address. And anything that comes by drone is going to be dropped in your backyard. That's going to be the drop point. For all your deliveries. It won't be your front yard because your front yard, most front yards are, unsecu- are unsecured. Your front yard is going to have a pad. It's going to be probably 8 by 8 And that's where your deliveries are going to come from Amazon, from Domino's, from wherever. And, and these drones will be dropping these things off. If you don't believe me, search it. It's coming. Amazon, Domino's, UPS, FedEx, all of these guys have applied for FAA licenses. They've been approved for the last five years. Trust me, I work at Logan Airport. I know what's coming. Drone deliveries are coming. It's real fast. Faster than you believe. And if you're thinking and you're trying to find a, a career to get into before a lot of these guys out of the military get out and take it, drone engineers, guys who repair drones, is going to be a booming job. It's going to be a tremendous booming job. And right out the gate, it's going to be a lot of guys retired from the military who already know how to fix drones. They're going to get those positions. But if you're looking for something to get into and, and, and learn... Learn drone repair. It's coming. It, trust and believe me. It's coming. And it's going to take a lot of people out of work <laughs> once it happens. So, oh, man. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. But I got to thank everybody for tuning in the show tonight. I'm actually going to be pulling up this video for you guys. And <coughs> oh, for you guys to see and check it out. Uh But um, it's good stuff. I'm glad to have you guys on. I was glad to have JK on with me tonight and talk to me and and hold it down. It was a a great show. Great show tonight. And um, I got to thank everybody who checked out Vianna Marie's new video, What You Know About V, last week. We played it. And uh, 
got good views on that one. And you know what? I'm probably going to try to find that and get that on for you guys tonight. Also, um, also, I got to let you know something, guys. Viana Marie was in the studio this past weekend, and she did a song with Black Sea. All I got to say is fire. And lyrically and and song-wise, she's coming for next. <laughs> Not next as in she's coming up next, N-E-X-T. She's coming for next, N-E-C-K-S. Lyrically, musically, this song is no joke. No joke. Not playing with anybody. What's up, Pat Goldstone? Holding it down with us in the chat. But I got to thank everybody in the chat. I got to thank EXP for coming on with me. Uh, Sinister One Beanies, not many left, people. Sinister One Beanies are almost gone. Kevin Jeffries, thank you very much for rocking my Sinister One Beanie on your podcast pretty much every week for the last five episodes. I've seen you rocking that Sinister One Productions Beanie. Um, thank you for the support and showing much love. As you guys can see, guys holding it down. Daryl Smith holding it down. Jamie Canfield, DJ Bobby Steeles, my my Barbara Corey, UFC fighter. Oh, Peter Barrett. I got to mention Peter Barrett is actually going to be fighting for um, Cage Titans. So keep an eye out for that. He's going to be fighting here locally. Might have to go check him out. Uh, my stepson, Ryan Beeson, and uh, my fam. Her son is wearing the Sinister One. Viana Marie, my artist. Oscar Mike Radio. Travis. Maddie Cameron. Kevin Jeffries, my brother. Mr. Melodic. Ty Hunt and Mr. Melodic. And Ty Hunt, Tyler Zanowski. Again, check out Oscar Mike Radio. Maddie C Sports for you and me. And uh, Maddie C Sports for you and me. 8.30, he just started. So hopefully you guys made it over there. I actually lost track of time, so that's my bad tonight. For going over because I'm supposed to be off at 8.30 so we can check out Manny C Sports for you and me. In other words, that's, hey, that's it. We're out of here. And good show. And thank you for your support. We'll be back here next week. SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, and y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing, cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, I got my own now. I get hot, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-W-H-O-O-W-H-O-O-W-H-O-O-